What's up, y'all? Welcome to Three Brothers and a Shot of Milk. We're talking comic books. Comic books today. This is a very brief episode, man. We got 4th of July. We don't want to take up all your time. This is a very brief episode, but don't worry. Next week, we're back to our regular long episodes. <laughs> yeah, extended episodes. What are we talking next week? Spriggan? Spriggan next week, man. I'm excited to talk about that. You know what's interesting about this week? Actually, you know what's interesting about today, guys? That oh, Before I get that, I should mention we're not exactly three brothers today. We're not. We're not. Man, we got so excited. We didn't even introduce ourselves. So not <laughs> properly. Victor, we got Jack Walker Pierce, Christopher St. Victor, and yes, Richard Wilson is not here today, but that's okay. He's here in spirit, Jack. Yes, exactly. So what I was saying is something interesting about today, we're recording July 1st, and July 1st is the fictitious birthday of Indiana Jones. Ooh, wow, really? Yes, and the only reason that's maybe relevant to talk about is they're actually shooting the latest installment of the Indiana Jones franchise right now, <laughs> which is also interesting because it's John Williams' Uh, he's retiring after this. So it's the last thing he's going to be orchestrating or composing rather. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what's interesting about that is John Williams, it's rumored. So this is rumor mill. Don't take it as truth, truth. But it's rumored that John Williams said he was retiring because Harrison Ford said this is the last thing he was going to do. But Harrison Ford is actually slated to shoot two uh, TV shows after Indiana Jones. So <laughs> John Williams might have been had on that one, but he, but John Williams is retiring after this. So since this episode's so brief and we're pretty much just talking about a comic book, I thought it might be fun to do a John Williams challenge in honor of Indiana Jones birthday oh. and in honor of John Williams retiring. What's the challenge, man? I'm down. Well, John Williams essentially wrote one song three times. So I'm thinking, (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking we try to hum the three in succession Star Wars, Indiana Jones, and Superman, and see who can do it. uh, Oh, man. It's tough. It's tough. They they bleed into each other. They do. You you guys accept the challenge? I I accept the challenge. All right. All right, I'll go first since it's my challenge. And for the record, I haven't prepared this. So good. Neither let's have see we. what happens. Let's see what happens. Okay. Uh dun to dun ta dun to dun dun to dun ta dun 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 no wait that's not you got to do the star wars theme that's the vader theme the star wars theme is closer the star wars theme is way closer to indiana jones yes star wars is like let me so you debo all right so i'll take flag on the play on that one and Superman would be, shit, this is why it's hard to do these three. Of course, I know Superman one of the best and where to go. Superman would be. Blanket. Hang on. I got it. 
You know, it, it helps you if, if you see, put your yeah. arms on your. I had to do it. My my hands are literally on my hips right now. <laughs> so wait, so what? The challenge is we have to hum all three together. But yeah, we, so we I guess I got. Song. I'll take uh, two point five points. Since okay. I botched the middle one. Oh, right, shoot. Mars. I, got, I, I thought we were just we were just trying to all hum it together. So you go yeah, that's in. what I thought. We were all humming the different no, no. songs together. It's a challenge. Okay. Oh shoot. Okay. And now I just blanked out the Star Wars. Well, then I'm definitely not going now because you're gonna oh, get it for mine. <laughs> you go next, Chris. Oh man. Well, I, I, I'll start with I'll start with Superman first. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I totally lost it. I totally, 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 totally lost it. I, I can't believe I'm blanking out. I just did it with Jack, and I'm blanking out on everything, on completely everything. So, uh, you... <laughs> oh shoot! Not one of them. Oh my goodness! You know what's harder than you think? All right, Lawrence, oh you, you go. Goodness. Give give Chris's brain a chance to recalibrate. Indiana Jones. This is hard. Hold on. My wife just yelled Star Wars from the other room. Good job, Arts. That's hard. That is hard. I can't believe it. I can't. You. I. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make a confession to everyone. So I got really into whips. Not like. Excuse me. That kind of whips, Rich. I know you're listening, but actual, (laughs) actual whips. I was trying to teach myself how to crack a whip because the whip is actually the first human invention that actually broke breaks the sound barrier because the crack of the whip is the tip of the whip actually breaking the sound barrier, and that's what the actual crack is. So I got really into it, and I would play the Star the Indiana Jones theme song while learning to crack my kangaroo, uh, my kangaroo leather bullwhip. So you got Indiana so Jones. You know the song. <laughs> wow! Oh my goodness! You gotta at least have I, one, and it's, I it's, can't. I it's can't hard believe, to it's I hard to blend believe. into the other ones, but you have yeah. to have you have to have yeah. one, Chris. I can't, believe it. I can't believe it. Maybe because I'm, ner- I'm on the spot. I don't know. You know what's gonna happen? We're gonna get off this. We're gonna get off the Zoom call, and I'm gonna be singing. I'm gonna be stuck in my head for the rest. He's of the just night. gonna be screaming in his house. Oh my goodness! <laughs> All right. Well, then I guess uh, Chris loses the challenge. Jeez, I take second, and uh, Lawrence is the winner. And I'll say this for those listening: Jack went first, which is hard. But even if you know the songs. It's hard to do them in a row because they is. are like the same song, just slightly different. Chris, you can't say it is. You, you got. We all have one to start. We all can start with one. Chris. I start with one, but then it's like, let's do your one real quick. Give me, give me the first two sounds. <laughs> no, you can't do that. Just the purpose entirely. The first two sounds. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, okay. All right. yeah, so and then I got uh I am not musically bum, 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 okay. bum, bum. 
We're carrying Chris through this finish line. Yeah, I think. I think. Yeah. I, think I think. I think the the ranking stands. Lawrence. Lawrence wins. I take second. And Chris, why you're on this show sometimes? Oh yeah, <laughs> I can see it on this one, man. Okay, to save yourself, real quick, just hum the um, Danny Elfman Batman '89 song. Are you freaking kidding me? I can't. Batman, Chris. I can't. I can't. I don't know what he means. That's the that's the Michael I, Keaton, I, Tim Burton one. This is his Michael Keaton one. <laughs> that's for you, Rich. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I can't. I can't. I can't. I'm the Adam West Batman TV show theme song. Batman. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it is. I don't know. I guess I'm there. a spice. I don't know. I'm Man. not a musical person. It's okay, Chris. So. <laughs> Are we? Yeah, it's time to get to the reason why we're here. Yeah, it's time for the main event. (laughs) So every now and again, we have the privilege and pleasure of reviewing uh, indie comic. Some sometimes people reach out to us and they ask us to review their content, which is awesome. So this week we've been asked to review a comic called "A Prayer for the Hunted." And it's written by Justin Eugene Evans and illustrated by Ariel Oria. I think I said that right. This is the free preview edition, and it's kind of popping up in comic book local comic book stores now. So you might be lucky enough to run into it, depending on where you are. And if you're really interested in checking it out, you should definitely get on Instagram and hit up Jason Moore. And he'd be able to get you a copy. You may know him as uh, Curtis on The Punisher and Jack Burns on Netflix's first kill. He's a producer on this as well. So if you're looking for a copy, you could DM Jason Moore or you could try Justin Eugene Evans. Either way, you'd probably be able to get a a copy of this. They're very excited about this content. Um, Did you want to give a history lesson first? Yeah, I'll just give real real quick because... I dug this content because I know, I know, Lawrence, I know. I dug this content because I love this time period. This time period is so interesting. So I'll give you a little bit of background. So this place, this comic takes place in Laos in 1972. So we're at the tail end of the Vietnam War. So I'll just give you some events leading up to that. So the conflict in that region has been going on since pre-World War II. But it really began to get to a height in like 1941 when uh, Ho Chi Minh declared... The, the communist regime in, in, in Vietnam. And then in 1945, Japanese troops actually liberated the, I think it's called like the Golden Triangle, which is uh, Laos, Cambodia, the Vietnam, independent from colonialization. And then 1945, which kind of coincides with the tail end of World War II. So in this time period, in the at end of World War II into the 50s, we're going through the, the Red Scare with like McCarthyism. And we think the biggest threat to United States is communism. So what they have is what they have called domino effects. So they think that anything, what they call this region at the time is French Indochina. They think that any communist, successful communist regime will cause what they call the domino effect, which means that communism will will sweep through the region and it'll become a a huge threat to to, to the United States. The thing is is that so now you have China and you have Russia backing these communist regimes in, in this region. So in 64 is they passed the Gulf of Tonkin Resolution, which what gave the president, so we, there was an attack on, on some, some U.S. ships, and they gave the president war powers to create, to, to pretty much put troops, you know, however he wants. And so that's what essentially started 
the Vietnam War for the United States. 69, we have um, the Battle of Hamburger Hill, which was this huge bloody battle, which is actually a mile from the Laos border from kind of where our, our story starts. Um, 69 to 72, which is kind of where we start our story, is when Nixon creates uh, Vietnamization, where he put, where he actually withdraws troops and has us put the South Vietnamese kind of in charge of kind of their destiny, which was a failure. Um, 1970, Congress pulls out the Gulf of Tonkin Resolution, which pulls the war powers away from from Nixon, and then what that le- and so that leads us into like this period of espionage where we're doing all these things kind of sign of CIA spy things and we're and that's kind of what leads us into where this is so where where we lead into uh, a double agent for the KGB is kind of working with the United States to try and uh, you know uh, upend the regime and stuff like that. In 1971, uh, we came out with the Pentagon Papers, which actually which which was which was released by the New York Times, which actually tells kind of like blows the whistle on all these like secret secret spy missions that we're doing. And then 1972 is when we start our story, and that kind of is the Vietnam struggle in a very 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 fast summary. History wow. lessons with Chris St. Victor, my cousin. Is smart, Jack. Look at that. Uh, I was like, for those of you wondering, Chris is starting a solo podcast where he just <laughs> goes and tells you about history. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Well, tell me more about a prayer for the hunted, Jack. What, what, uh, we know what all right. Well, I mean, it. Chris has pretty, uh, set the scene pretty well for us. Basically, we're following a guy who's a KGB operative uh, who's on a mission he wants to get out of and he's on a phone well at the start of the comic he's attacked by some american operatives who he kills pretty effortlessly we'll go into more detail when we're talking about it all the while a phone is ringing he eventually answers the phone and it's who's the guy he's talking to so he's talking to the guy from the cia yeah. the guy from the cia is telling him that he needs to be in uh in thailand right and so he's talking to the cia agent all the while, the Washington Post guy is secretly on the other end, eavesdropping on the phone conversation. And so our double agent, who uh, Nikolai, who we're following, is using this as leverage to try to get himself to Bangkok so he can then go to Mexico so he can get the F out of Dodge. And that's really kind of the story we get. It's a pretty brief preview. It's only about well, 10 10 to 12 pages or so, but it definitely sets up that world at the end of the comic. It lets you into uh, more stuff you can, you can expect to see as the story unfolds. It's, it definitely reads like a, uh, you know, CIA espionage thriller content. It's political. You know, we're looking at a political war thriller. That's what this content is. Chess, not checkers, Jack. Well, it's not superheroes or zombies. No, it's definitely not. But but it's definitely a comic book. Um, so I guess let's just <laughs> yeah. For those of you wondering, uh, so let's just jump into it then. It's it's black and white. It is going to be colored. I know this because you know I talked to Jason about it. Um, oh wait, there, there, there's going to be variants, or the whole book is just going to have color, and this the preview is just black and white. The preview is black and white, and there will be an extended first issue that's been colored when it officially drops. That's that's the game plan, as I understand it. 
And you can kind of the cover looks great as far as getting an idea of just how good the yeah. the colorist is like yeah. going with black with a bunch of just bullet casings shells just yeah falling. empty shells falling yeah. through the sky. I dig the art to tell you the truth. It's not super stylized, but it is real clean. You know, it's it's yeah. it's almost reminiscent of some Jim Lee early day stuff. It's almost it's like, like Walking Dead. It's very it's much like Walking Dead. Jim Lee and Walking Dead kind of like spice together yeah. a little bit. Yeah, the art I think is dope. I love the way they depict action between panels and the shots I think are really great. You know, he'll be talking and the next shot will be like planes flying in the sky. Just visually, it's very, um, it's very cinematic. I think that's really great. Um, yeah, it almost... It flows like a uh, a film script, actually. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I, I definitely see it, especially in, the, in that first action scene where the guys are engaging our our KGB agent. You know, we, it shoots, it, you know, keeps cut, cutting back to the ringing, and then you see him shoot the yeah, guys in the head and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, so, for me, so, I, I dug it. I liked I like it a lot. So, spoiler alert: we're gonna go through the content like that. But uh, right in the right, so right off the top of the comic, you got the guy who's clearly being invaded by these two other agents while his his uh, hotel phone is ringing. And he sh- first thing he does is just blast through the door and he manages to kill one of the guys, right? Yeah. And then he throws like a decoy grenade out the door to distract the guy who he didn't kill. And while the guy's looking at the decoy grenade, he goes through a back door and somehow gets around the other side of the hallway. It makes him come off really intelligent and smart. Chess. Yeah. If he's a KGB agent, he has to be. But what I want to know is his room had two doors. <laughs> I mean, they all have two doors in Laos, Jack. Haven't you been to Laos? <laughs> no, I haven't. But he definitely thought... didn't go out the window because the window is definitely closed in all the panels. No, it's open. Wait. It, no, no, it blows no. up. It blows up. No, the windows. This window's open. That small window right there. It's open. One next to the fan. Right here. That window's so, open. Oh, you're right. Oh, wait. Yeah, you're right. So wait, you think he uh, crawled out the window into another window and then shot the guy and then went back into his room through the door? Possibly. That's a whole lot of work. So we'll have to wait for the movie (laughs) version to find that one out, I guess. I just accepted it. Um, Look, man, I dug the action, but um, I just the story didn't grab me because it's such a setup. And it's set up. It's set up for a story we're all already familiar with. We've all seen double cross stories. We've all seen movies of this type before. So the setup is just kind of like I, I I don't know who this guy is enough to care about him yet. And for me, in a comic book, that's your preview. It's making me fall in love with the character. You know, I and, I I can't argue that. I'm well. I guess what's hard about it is it feels like. This is definitely plot-driven content, um, and what they set up in this preview is the plot. It's it's dialogue-heavy for a comic book. Uh, I mean, there's just a there's, lot of dialogue there's, there's, on these panels. There's two legit phone conversations that yeah. take up the bulk of the issue. Right. right. Just information. One action scene, yeah. I have a feeling that the official first episode, or issue rather, would play a lot better if you get the next plot point of the story unfolding for you. This is such a setup thing that there's really not much to but, 
to really you, jump into. You can do setup for me. Like I'm going to compare it to like one of the best comics I think written in modern day, the walking dead, the beginning of the walking dead, you got freaking Rick and you got um, Shane in the car and you see yes. their relationship talking about their wives, talking about their families. It hits the fan. He gets shot. He wakes up in the hospital. They can, they end that comic there. I'm like, I'm in the world. I know this guy. I know how he feels. I know what he cares about. I saw a relationship and now I'm in somewhere new. I don't know this guy. And that's what comic books are. We follow the characters through their adventures, you know? So I think where I may be a little bit jaded is I love the period so much. And I know, like, I just generally have, I generally find this time period fascinating. So I know what's going on. You tell me the, you tell me the, the date. You tell me who he is. I know what's going on just because I've done so much. I've, I've consumed so much like history about this already. But I can see from a standpoint where maybe you're not as familiar with this period where you're like, okay, he's in Laos. Where the hell is Laos? And what's going on? It, it, I could see where I, – I see your point, Lawrence. And I think but, that maybe if me, I was let- – let me ask you, Chris, since you know so much about the period, for me, it's, you know about the period, you know what's going on, you know what's at stake here, but we don't know how our main character perceives what's at stake. Because right now he's just a stock character, he's just a stock KGB guy that wants to get to point A. Right. You know, right now he's just a guy on a mission. He can be, that could be anybody. But right. like this guy on a mission has a specific set of values, a specific relationships. Yeah, Loves. we don't get any of that. He's in just a preview. stock character, right? So what I what I'm what I'm inferring from this and pulling from you know what I've read in the past and what I've learned in the past, what I'm assuming is he's a he's a, a he's defecting from the Soviet Union. Um, he he's also he's trying to get to the United States so he can drop you know drop a dime on all these secret CIA missions that we really shouldn't be doing. Especially after the after they after they pulled the, the Gulf of Tonkin stuff, we shouldn't be doing this stuff, and which really should be the, the the Vietnamese and all these other guys fighting their own war. But, but you know, honestly, that's that's not really in this content either, though. It's it's, it's a little more self serving. It yes. seems to be his reason for wanting to leave. He just seems to be privy to the information more than he wants to take action against the information he has. You know who you, who he reminds me of? Remember in Glorious Bastards, Hans Landa at the end. Spoiler alert! If you haven't seen Glorious Bastards*, where where he he cuts a deal with the United States, and that's why he gets that safe passage out of Nazi Germany, he seems like this guy could be that kind of character where he may not be a good guy. Like we see him, like okay, like he's doing this stuff, but he may just be a he just may be a jerk. He just may be an actual may not have a mustache trolling million, but he may be on the opposite side. He's just self serving, just trying to save his own butt, and this is how he's going to save his own butt. It's possible. It's kind of hard to run a protagonist off a comic who doesn't have qualities that are either attracting because they're villainous or redeeming because they're heroic. Yeah. Um, And he has the description at the end of the comic. I'm not going to read it, but it pretty much breaks it down. And it appears at least in the beginning, he is our protagonist as is um, the character inspired by Jason Robert Harper, who's not in this first. Which we haven't met yet. That was my only question. I, so Real sorry, I cut you off, Lars. Real quick, this when we first we we so we had a discussion via text over this, and the first question I asked you guys is, where the hell is Jason? Where's Jason? <laughs> he doesn't show up. Maybe he shows up in issue one. Um, my thing is, <clears throat> Chris, what you're talking about is amazing, and it sets up the world. It sets up the action. 
But for me, what made The Departed excellent wasn't because we watched an undercover cop infiltrate. It's because we got to know who this guy was as he was infiltrating. Yeah. It wasn't just some stock cop undercover. It was this guy. And then we got to see his love interest and what he needed, what he wanted, what he desired, how he was losing his mind. Um, here, it's it's so plot driven that if if you're not in love with this time period like you are, I don't know what's grabbing you except the artwork and the action i think is fantastic that that can definitely grab you it is drawn really well well yeah, it's strong it you know what's funny is it, it's uh it's drawn in a way where it doesn't it doesn't cost you anything to look at it it does it's not there's no effort it's very exactly what you'd expect a comic book to look like if that yeah. makes sense no it does you know, it's not I, like like peach momoko's art is so specifically her where this feels it's pleasing so to the eye the last yeah. thing i read before this was department of truth and if i hold this up you oh kind of see how, how the art is a little bit dirty yes yeah it's yeah textured yeah. it's grimy it's exactly. uh you can't not get the thing about the department of truth you can really just sit there looking at any panel as a piece of art you know this yeah. comic's so clean the way it's drawn it lets you just kind of flow through the story. But where yeah. this where this thing shines, if you look at it, and you those who get this book look at it, the shots, it's the cinematic shots they choose to go from one thing to the next is pretty freaking dope. It's like it's literally drawn like a storyboard. Yeah. yeah I, that's I think that's probably seems. a testament to Justin. You know, yeah. he's a filmmaker and cinematographer and very much in that world. So I wouldn't be surprised if if you read his comic script breakdown, if he's just real specific about the images going from panel to panel. I have to imagine. I'm interested to see where it's going. I have a vested interest because, you know, Jason's doing this. And I am curious because from what I've read of the breakdown, his character, ah, basically, he's the son of a civil rights activist. Is that right? Did I get that right? So he's a CIA agent who's kind of been shelved and he's trying to rebuild his relationship with a teenage boy. Who maybe is his kid? This is yeah. Know. This is the part that I'm interested in. It's similar for um, our main protagonist is when I guess the operation failed. Uh, when he was deep inside, he found himself a scapegoat. So you have these two kind of guys on opposite sides who are in too deep, and yeah. I'm interested to see that's how that good. plays. Yeah, that's a, that's that's an interesting angle right there. And you know, we, we we're introduced to this guy, but this guy, you know, Jason's guy may be our main protagonist, and this guy just may be a supporting a supporting guy. But because of the way the story's unfolding, we just may be introduced to this KGB agent first before the story revolves around uh, Jason's character. So uh, I have no idea. We'll find out. We'll find out. Uh, I'll read more and find out. I'll tell you that. I'm down to read more and find <laughs> out. Yeah, there's a pretty good quote at the beginning of it. It says. Nothing roots us but the villainy of our fears. Shakespeare. Justin has a pretty pretty big little paragraph at the back where he kind of goes into the nature of the psyche of fears and how they manifest us and how we become complacent to things we should probably be alert to. So I think this, I, you know, knowing Justin, I think that this thing's probably probably going to end up being pretty deep and pretty slick as far as content. So... I'm definitely excited to see it manifest in a full issue where we can get a little more, um, you know, 
a little more mileage out of the content itself. Yeah. Okay. Here's, it wasn't in their description. Here's where I was grabbing that civil rights thing. It is in the long thing that Justin wrote. This is what interests me. And so it's with the characters of uh, Prayer for the Hunted. Robert Harper is a son of a murdered civil rights leader. And Nikolai is a dis- disgraced grandchild of a KGB's founder. So they both have these things in common. These two agents, these scapegoats, their, their parents or grandparents like died in whatever they were in, in the struggle. So for me, I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm all about relationship, you know? So I'm curious to see how these guys work together, work against each other, how that's going to play. That that's what I want to read is yeah. those two guys yeah. for sure. <laughs> easy, easy. Go. Well, go. <laughs> yeah, that's so that's our review of the uh, preview issue of a prayer for the hunted. Again, by Eugene Evans and illustrated by Ariel Oria. Oh, man. Do we have recommendations? No. I, I gave you guys all my effort. On my, I've got uh, a recommendation. I got one recommendation. If you're into indie comics, check out Rabbit's Badass Song. That's my recommendation. Hell to the yeah. Hell yeah, that joint is like freaking. It's the action-packed Quentin Tarantino, kill all these racists, dropping a bucket of hot chicken oil on them. Yes, wow! Yes. And I got one more recommendation. If uh, somehow you've managed to miss it in your lifespan, no judgment. But if you like uh, CIA stuff and crime thrillers and things of that nature, uh, check out the born trilogy yeah yeah okay, we're wrong. it's good <laughs> it's very good <laughs> it's good it's good. It's good i didn't know that's where you were going but yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't either, but we got there we got there well i hope y'all had a very awesome brief time with us now go out there and get your your burgers and your hot dogs enjoy this fourth of july weekend we'll be back with a much longer episode but before you do that you know leave a review subscribe download like find us on social media if you brothers in a shot of milk we're all over the place baby and we'll be back same don't blow off sorry i jumped in too quick we we i'll say don't blow off any fingers (laughs) peace bye everybody bye